A few clouds overhead, minus 27 in downtown Calgary, minus 39 with a wind with a wind chill. Extreme cold warning still in effect. Good morning from Global News. It is 9 o'clock. I'm Ted Henley. People waking up in Banff this morning after a 4.4 magnitude earthquake rumbled through the region during the supper hour last night. As Global's Jamie Dahl reports, Banff's fire chief says crews are checking to see if there's any damage to infrastructure. So far, no damage has been reported yet. However, the department is evaluating the situation. Situation, uh, making sure that uh, there has been no damage. People in Banff and Canmore say they felt the ground move. The U.S. Geological Survey says the quake was centered about five kilometers north of Banff. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. We are dealing with light volume all across the city this morning, pretty normal for a Sunday morning. We are dealing with slick conditions, especially in residential areas, bridge decks and ramps. Drive with extra caution, though we have no ongoing issues at the moment. In the northeast, we've got construction tying lanes along Whitehorn Drive and 36th Street. This goes until 6 p.m. tomorrow. A message from Canadian Blood Services. Join Canada's Lifeline by donating blood, plasma or platelets or registering as a stem cell or organ donor. Join today at blood.ca. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm T.A. Eason. The search for suspects continues after two Calgary pharmacies were robbed in broad daylight on Saturday. The first seeing two men rob the Whitehorn Pharmacy. A short while later, two men robbed the MCI doctor's office located in the Beltline. At last check, Calgary police say they have no suspects in custody. Canada's top doctor warning of the dangers of lifting health restrictions as all 10 provinces report cases of the highly contagious variants of COVID-19. Dr. Teresa Tams says keeping strict measures in place will help stop variants from re-accelerating the pandemic. Here at home, over the last 24 hours, the number of COVID hospitalizations continues to follow a downward trend province-wide. There are now 359 people in hospital. That's down from 421 just midweek last week. A lot of couples likely planning to grab a bite to eat actually in a restaurant for this Valentine's Day. It's been a full week now since eateries open to in-person dining. Monkey Breakfast Club and Bistro owner Francis Catalos says a significant COVID rule change this time around is using a QR code to make sure they get customer info for contact tracing. As simple as as soon as a customer walks in, they just have to scan that code, ask all the proper uh, questions that asked by the government, and get sent to a database where if anyone lets us know about uh, a positive test, then it automatically goes through the 30 days of that person's visit and notifies all those people themselves. The Alberta Hospitality Association says it will be talking with government officials soon about easing more COVID restrictions in March. Taking a look at sports this morning, Jacob Markstrom standing on his head basically last night, but that was nowhere near enough to stop Vancouver from beating the Calgary Flames 3-1. to Their next game against each other again is on Monday. Global News Sky Tracker weather mainly clear today for Valentine's Day. High of about minus 21. Clear overnight with a high, or excuse me, a low of minus 25. Family Day Monday, lots of sunshine and minus 20 things changing Tuesday mix of sun and cloud and a balmy high of minus nine Wednesday's high forecasted to be around minus three and on Thursday the high is forecasted to be plus one right now in Calgary minus 27 at 904 minus 39 with the wind chill breaking news when it happens our next scheduled news is at 930 I'm Ted Henley Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is 
a little chilly out there this morning. It's uh, This is the last of our polar vortex that we're living through. So um, between pandemics and vortexes, I'm not too sure which one's worse lately. This is <laughs> this is pretty nasty. It's pretty cold. And uh, anybody that's has a greenhouse or or anybody else in the garden center business down here in southern Alberta right now, we all know how difficult it is trying to keep uh, our greenhouses nice and warm. So, but it is working and uh, and pumping out lots of gas. So we are supporting the the the, the natural resource uh, industry here in Alberta. All of us plant people. So it's. Uh, but I'm glad to have that. Trying to keep it nice and warm in there. It is tough, and it's glad to see it moving on this week. So. Looking forward to this week, though. We're going to be chatting with a bunch of our growers, making sure everything's set for spring. We got so many great new plants coming in this year, so we're really excited about this spring. It should be a really good one. We got some, so we got some different things coming in, and and lots of plants, lots of annuals. We're fully stocked in seeds. Our big grower supply shipment showed up, which is exciting. It took a while. Um, as you've all seen on the news, the, it's amazing all the sea cans are just floating around in the ocean waiting to dock. So I know we're getting calls from a lot of our suppliers just saying that um, we're patient, two, three-week delays in a lot of uh, a lot of products. So, But we've been shipping a lot of our soils and everything, making sure we have lots for the spring. So uh, looking forward to that and and we're glad we have good relationships, good partners that we work with that will enable us to uh, make sure we have enough of everything going into the spring. So, and uh, so we're just gonna what we're doing this week too. We're just gonna we're chatting with some of our growers. We're gonna fine tune some of our hanging basket combinations, our planter combinations, and then just add a few different things. So this this time of year is always nice. We get to to sort of in a sense get our hands dirty a bit. We're going. Just, just work with them, sort of make some mixes, some different things So, um, of some stuff that works and doesn't work in our area. Because it, it, Calgary is a little tougher. Like between our Chinook winds and even in the summertime, those cool nights, and just getting plants that will perform for you to make it feel like you're, you're in a little bit of an oasis. So we are um, looking forward to to that whole thing and uh, this thing called spring, which is coming up, and but it is February fourteenth. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Hopefully you're you're spending it with the one you love and all that fun stuff, or or just by yourself if that works too. Which some days uh, that's a good one too. So if you want to say happy Valentine's Day when you call in to to that special someone, feel free to to do that when you call in. Totally okay with me if you share some warmth which which is kind of nice and i got a text and i've actually i don't know why i've and i've i'm sorry i've answered you a couple times but i'm going to do it on air here do you know what type of plant this is it's it's actually an umbrella so like a hawaiian shuffalera and and you got it all it's sort of rounded it's sort of this plant it's a pitcher and it's it's pretty cool. Like it sort of looks like it's intertwined, like a like a Sheffalera ball. So, and the ones with no leaves, I would definitely cut them back to the green spot, and and do that for sure. You can just and they'll just branch out. A lot of these tropical plants, 
they they take to pruning and stuff really quite easy. So so feel free to to do that and uh, and 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 just trim it back a bit. All those branches with nothing on it. What it does is it enables the plant to use its energy towards new growth and it's not going to waste a bunch of energy putting it into that old growth so hopefully that helps you and uh it's a very healthy looking plant so just sometimes they get away on you and this is the time of year when you want to do that to a lot of your plants the days are starting to get longer and if you have some dead branches and different things um Now's the time to trim it back. I know our pruning company, Prune It Up's been out. And we actually, we do tropical plant pruning as well. So we we were out doing some of the larger plants that are in Calgary and some atriums and things like that. Um, pruning some of the ficus benjamina, the, the fig trees, things like that. Doing lots of that the last couple of weeks. So the guys have been... Uh, Chris is our tropical plant specialist. He he enjoys that uh, and pruning of the tropical plants. But that this time of year right now is a good time to do that because the days are going to get longer. You're going to get pushing more growth, and and that's the time of year. And also transplanting your plants right now is a great time to start doing that. Taking cuttings of your geraniums, um, perfect time to start that. Or if you if you still got geraniums and there's lots of old growth, just cut them back about 10-15%. And then in the next you know, week or two, you'll see all kinds of new growth just shoot out like crazy. And then those are great for taking cuttings because it's that nice new soft growth. So they'll be able to root up really nice and easy for you. And again, today we're gonna chat with uh, we're gonna talk chat with Jen. We're gonna see what's going on in the greenhouse. And uh, and Mark's going to call in. We're going to chat about trees again. Getting lots of questions on trees. So we're going to chat about that. One thing I've been noticing on some of the Facebook groups too is people buying those plants from the box stores and they get them home and they're frozen solid. And they, what's wrong with my plant? It's totally black or brown. It, well, when you take a plant outside, and you're buying it from places that don't know how to care for plants, and they send you outside with uh, like that with your plant bare naked. Just think of yourself running to the car <laughs> naked <laughs> and to see how you feel. Your plant this it freezes them solid, so it's just it it it's not good. So that's why I recommend you you buy your plants at reputable garden centers. We have some good ones here in Calgary. And uh, little plant shops, things like that. People that know about plants. And then that way you get the advice and the proper care and the right information and the right fertilizer to care for them. And, uh, yeah, we're not always as cheap as some of the box stores, but you definitely you get it in quality and service and information. So hopefully everyone appreciates that. So support your local garden centers today. There's lots of great Valentine's ideas out there. If you've missed out, or you want to get something that, hey, you woke up and said, oh, no, it's February 14th. I better go get something. Head down to the garden center and lots of great little plants and things like that to get. And I got a couple more texts. I'll see what I got here. And I I feel uh, I feel a sneeze coming on. <laughs> it's just sort of sitting. Don't you hate that when it just sits at the end of your nose and you and you kind of you don't know if it's going to come just, just at the wrong time? 
Good morning. Can you please advise on potting soil mix, what to look for in starting seeds? So um, we do have a seed starting mix, and usually it's really light soilless mix. Try and stay away from the actual soil ones. Um, or if, even like if you have a – like I've used typically – I'll just use our spruce it up all purpose for everything. It's a great soilless mix, and I use it for seeding. I use it for transplanting, tropical plants. It's a great all purpose. Um, but if you do want one that just specifically for seeds, it typically has a little bit more vermiculite and perlite in it. Lots of drainage. It's it's very light, um, so that enables that once it roots in it can breathe but again you just and you got to be careful with a lot of these soils like i was saying i transplanted a plant three weeks ago i finally have to water it today so it took three weeks to dry out so so that just to tell you when you when you are transplanting your plants and you do water them in really well especially at this time of year when there's not a lot of sun things are going to take a lot longer this is in a south window lots of sun so Anyways, so just just be careful when you are transplanting and and starting new seeds. I see lots of people with fungus gnats, and that's typically just keeping them too wet, or you feel you have to do something to them all the time. But a lot of times when you start with a good soilless mix, you put your seeds in, you water it really well, you have it covered with a little plastic dome. Typically, you won't have to water it for like a week or so. It'll just, the condensation will come up, it goes through, and this, you'll see the color of the soil will be a sort of a darker brown. And then when it lightens up, you can give it another mist just to keep it moist. But for the most part, you just sort of watch what it's doing. Feel the weight of it after you water it, your plant or your tray or whatever you're using for your seeds or plants. And then you can just feel it light. So and when it lightens up, on, I mean, in weight, you'll see, and in color, you'll that's when it's time to water again. So... That's the biggest thing I see when I look when I look at some of these groups or questions at the garden center of things that happen. It's typically overwatering and and right now the cold. I'm seeing lots of that. People buying plants and they're just not getting wrapped. Uh, we spend a lot of money buying sleeves and things for the plants that leave our store. And the guys and gals at the store spend a lot of time when they when they wrap a plant. I seen them yesterday, just spending all kinds of time wrapping plants. Sometimes double wrapping them depends which ones they are to ensure that. And we make sure that you guys know to to get home right away. Don't don't go shopping after. Make the garden center your last shop where you're picking up your plants because you just you don't want to leave it out there. And uh, yeah, it's just, it just won't feel good on this minus 28. But right now I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I think Jen will be on the line and we'll chat some tropical plants. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Lesta Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to see what's going on down there in the greenhouse. Good morning, Jen. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty darn good. Thank you. You, you made it to work this morning. Nice and <laughs> nice and chilly. The, the little Volkswagen started up. 
<laughs> yeah, of course it did. Absolutely, good, yeah. Good old That's German right. technology, eh? Yeah, safe and sound. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, it's nice to get here. I like to get here if I can a teeny bit early and I just have the place to myself and take it in. It's, it's, uh, it's just awesome to be here. I, I agree. And in the morning and then in the spring, I love it at, right at the end of the day when my sprinklers mm-hmm. go off. I'm kind of watch the sun go over the horizon on the all the spruce trees down below. I don't know. There's, that's a, a magical moment. First of all, that the irrigation's working and we're going to get water. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to absorb the sunset for about three minutes. So then oh, other than that, it's perfect. <laughs> that's funny. Merle, come on. Things run. Everything runs perfectly all the time here. What do you Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just push the easy button, right? Yeah, exactly. Boom. Yeah. So um, what's going on down in the greenhouse? You got, I seen, and I, I didn't really um, look at a ton of the thing, but I noticed you guys got lots of plants in, on Thursday and Friday. We did. I, um, Chris and Jess actually handled all of that. And so I've been just kind of walking around and trying to take in the ones that we have. I think the, the most... Um, the most nice and colorful and, and smelly thing that we have in right now are those spring bowls with the, right, the little daffodils. Yeah, isn't that the, nice to see some color? Yes, it's so nice. And the hyacinth is coming up just slowly, too. So um, there's a nice scent uh, there. Chris was showing me that yesterday. It's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and if you are getting any of the spring bulbs in those planters and things like that and you're taking them home, don't stick them in the brightest, sunniest spot in your house. Mm-hmm. keep them in a little bit of a darker, not darker, but not full <laughs> sun, just a little bit um, cooler. If you yeah. The cooler spot, you can put it the better, and then that way the blooms will last. If you stick it right in full sun, that'll just force the blooms to go a lot quicker. So, yeah. 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 That's, uh, yeah, those guys are, there's, uh, there's still some left of those. They've been moving. The bougainvillea is in as well. Zoe ordered some of those. So that's a little bit of color and kind of, you know, a prediction here of things to come with, with the flowers and, and brightness. So that's I, really nice. I love those. I, I pulled mine in out of my summer planters. Um, I had, um, what were those things called? Eucalyptus, and I put right. bougainvillea in some of my planters. Yeah. But I pulled the one out, and honestly, it shot a one branch up about five feet high <laughs> <laughs> from that little ring, you know, like they're about really? a foot high. In that. Yeah, and it's honestly, it's almost to the ceiling. It just just shot up like a rocket, just one, one big long branch. <laughs> Oh but, my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, I know. I, um, I know. I was. I didn't because I, I put it down in the basement. It's we have lots of windows down there, yeah. so it had lots of sun. But I just haven't really paid much attention except when I go down to watch hockey games and stuff. I sort of look over. Look at that thing go! <laughs> <laughs> we obviously know what ones to order. That's good. That's yeah. good. I was going to say that was the other thing I wanted to bring up that um, I know you and I touched on the other day because we have that new earth medicine product in as well for fertilizer. I was going to say you must have fertilized it with some earth medicine. Yeah. So, so what is that? I seen it, it, but it looks it comes in a growler. So if you think we're selling beer now, it's not <laughs> beer. We're, it's actually for, it's like a growler for your plants. It's like a growler for yeah. They have a couple different sizes for sure. I was actually reading up on that. I didn't realize it's two sisters from Saskatchewan. And um, I guess their dad was the mastermind behind the product, and it's 
basically a fertilizer that's a granule that you would mix in in your. Go ahead. You were gonna... No, I was just I was just laughing about what could go wrong with two sisters from Saskatchewan, eh? Oh, <laughs> easy now. I think I know. Calgary's at least I know that's what I mean. Everybody yeah. I know is married a girl from Saskatchewan. So. It's true, including my brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did, and I didn't realize either. It's also just two ingredients. So they they actually work on this for a couple of years before they release it. But the two ingredients, okay. it's dairy manure and straw. Awesome. That's it. Yeah, so, so it's a super cool product, I think, that um, will do really, really well. I've been reading the reviews, too. And um, and yeah. it's, a, it's a granular, though, right? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of deceiving. It comes in a bottle that looks like a growler. Yep, yeah. And but they, it's actually a... It's granules. Yeah, you're right. It's, so it's not a liquid at all that you're going to pour in. And they they offer you suggestions in terms of the plant size that you have at home that you want to fertilize. And then um, so that's in terms of the serving size for the plant, you mix it into the soil. And I guess the trick is to water it right after you fertilize. So, kinda... so what do you – do you just mix it in the soil like in the top or – yeah. I'll be honest. I haven't I, – I looked at the bottle and I haven't really spent any time looking at it. I, we've been dealing with heat and a bunch of other stuff this week yeah. as you know. Yeah. But – um, so it just, you mix it on top and then just mix it in and then water it, it in. in. That's right. Yep. That's exactly it. So, um, I'm going to give that stuff a go myself. I think I haven't tried it yet. I've seen it around. I didn't realize it was so close by, you know, in terms of the, the company. So, um, yeah. So that's it. And, and honestly, whenever we can find local and that it's, it sounds very similar to our green it up soil enhancer that we sell in mm-hmm. the bulk. Mm-hmm. I pull that off. We get that off a racetrack. Um, just north of Calgary, and it's been composted, and they mix it in with the straw, and it gets tested and everything. But sounds same sort of formula, like a a type of manure that's been aged properly, because uh-huh. manure can be quite dangerous for plants as well. If you put it on too strong, yeah. it can burn really easy if it's too ripe. Yeah. So you, yeah. you got to be careful with when you get in, even into the natural people think, oh, organic, just load it up. But sometimes you can cause a lot more damage than than you can even with some of the synthetic fertilizers For if sure. you're not careful. So. Yeah, you need to be you need to be uh, mindful of of manure. Your manure spreading for sure. Um. <laughs> I think we can, there's a, there's a lot of that going around lately. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to talk yeah. about that right no, now. No, we're not going to talk about that. But um, we'll but save that to... for for Danielle Smith show. They get to do that all week. So, <laughs> uh, um, but so, but back to the plants. Yes, we've got we've, our herbs are in. We have some mint in right now. We still have some rosemary and some parsley. And anyway, and then one more. Um, we've got some wasabi back in as well. That one so, went pretty. Quickly, and is yeah. that the actual wasabi that you eat with your uh, with your sushi? Yeah. Yes. Apparently, and I haven't done this, but you use the plant stock to make the paste. So, but it okay. is that wasabi. Yeah. So I don't I know. Love wasabi. Yeah, me too. I don't know how hard people want to work at that, but um, but I think that's super cool. People seem really interested in that. Um, okay. Yeah, and we mentioned you and I think the all the strings we have in last time the. You know, string of bananas and dolphins and um, hearts. String and of beans. Pearls and yes, yeah, maybe that's what I mean instead of the bananas. But uh, yeah, all the strings are. In I know, but sizes. it looks like a bean or a banana. I don't know what's the. I, I don't know, know. Sometimes it's. It's, on the it's shaped like a shaped like a banana. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. What and yeah. what about some bigger plants? I know we had a few, and I love it. You get the young guys coming in, picking up something for their uh, 
significant other. We had that young gentleman a couple of days ago. He was coming in picking out because he was there. It was funny. He goes, I was here a couple of weeks ago with my girlfriend. Yeah. And she wanted some sort of Swiss cheese Swiss cheese plant of some sort. Aww. And then we kind of remember. Uh, were yeah. you part of that? Yeah, I don't think I was, but I think oh, that's okay. really funny. He he probably yeah, didn't know so we, what the heck it was. It was a type of monster, but the, you know, you get the common names and then yep. it ends up switching around. But hey, Jen, I'm sorry, I'm Babylon. I'm going to put you on hold real quick and then okay. we'll come back because actually I got to take a quick break. I just looked at the clock. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Few clouds overhead, minus 26 in downtown Calgary, minus 39 with a wind chill. An extreme cold warning is in effect. Good morning from Global News. It is 9.30. I'm Ted Henley. People in Banff, no doubt, talking today about that 4.4 magnitude earthquake that rumbled through the region last night. So far, no damage has been reported. Over the last 24 hours, the number of COVID hospitalizations continuing to fall. Province-wide, there are... 359 people in hospital now, down from 421 midweek last week. And the search for suspects continues after two Calgary pharmacies were robbed in broad daylight this week. And police do not know if the robberies are connected. Global News Sky Tracker weather, mix of sun and cloud today. Valentine's Day, high of minus 21. Clear overnight with a low of minus 25. Family day, sunshine and a high of minus 20. Breaking news as it happens. Our next scheduled news is at 10 o'clock. I'm Ted Henley. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and again, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. And we're going back to Jen. We'll finish up our little conversation, what's going on down in the greenhouse. Uh, so, Jen, and we mm. also, you have a contest going on for Valentine's Day that uh, you're going to do the draw later on today. What time are you going to do your draw, like 2 or 3 or something, 2 o'clock? Uh, yeah, well, depends on what the boss says, Merle. <laughs> All right, let's say let's go for 2 o'clock. So if anybody's listening, you're giving away a string of hearts. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, potted in that really pretty. Remember Dusty Rose. Pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love Dusty Rose? Dusty Rose. Carolyn and Merle. It, circa. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen. What year was that? Nineteen eight. No. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Sorry, Merle. Sorry, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit back and remember. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you weren't listening, yeah, last week I have just flashbacks of my Dusty Rose house. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, um, that's happening today, too. Yeah, the string of hearts. and, and all So, if you, but yeah. you have to come down to the store to enter. So, if you want to win that, uh, come down and we have a little entry box in the in the greenhouse that you can do that. Yeah. So, um. And one thing I, I was mentioned earlier about plants and weather like this. So you guys are like you guys wrap because I see so many things on some of the Facebook groups. They are all showing their frozen plants when they're buying yeah, them at the box stores. But you yeah. guys, you guys take a lot of care. I've watched you guys wrap the plants, and you take so much care in them. So mm-hmm. yeah, the the ladies were. Uh, it's funny because with Maggie too, and sometimes sometimes they're a little vertically challenged. Our girls, our cashiers, and I mean that. <laughs> I mean that lovingly, but it's, uh, you know, some of our plants that are leaving here are, are giant. And so, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been a team effort getting that all wrapped up, you know, for, for the purpose of keeping it preserved until it gets home safely. <laughs> yeah. Maggie. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks, Jen. And you stay warm. And uh, if you're looking for any tropical plants or advice for your, for your special Valentine, go down and see Jen and the crew down in the greenhouse today. They'll be more than happy to help you out. Thanks, Jen. Awesome. Thanks, Merle. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right. And I'm going to go to the phone line and I'm going to chat with Sylvie. Good morning, Sylvie. Hello. Hi I'm there. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Hopefully okay, it's, I uh, to, hopefully get some uh, heat. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I said hopefully we get some heat soon. Well, yeah, I know. Um, I wanted to thank you first for having had Jared on from the Vegetable Academy. Um, okay, I yeah. Sign up, I signed up for his courses, and he's so good. And anytime I have a question about the soil or whatever, he answers me right back. Anyway, so it was a great course, and uh, I hope you and have I'm him glad. on again. I will. And and those guys, I try to get on sort of every couple of months. I'll try and get them on again. It's just when yeah. we get a little bit closer to the season. And he's a local guy in in Saskatchewan that's, that's, that's yeah. doing uh, community-type gardening, but he, he also sells the plants and stuff like that. So yeah. And well, sharing I, his I, knowledge. Yeah, and he's very good because, you know, we kind of have the same temperature. Uh, he um, recommended that uh, when you're doing your garden that you put two to four inches of compost on top of the garden and don't mix it in, just leave it there. So I was wondering, um, I have a garden that's maybe 10 by 12. It's not very big, but I was wondering if I got a bag from Eagle Lake Nurseries, the compost, because I know you do yep. fairly... Um, uh, well known. Uh, would that be too much to cover that part of the garden? I don't think so, and I totally agree with that. If you if you've already been amending your soil, if you have good soft soil, if you're starting out and you haven't done anything to your soil in years, and you kind of dig in and you and it's like a rock, I I would definitely mix it in a few times. But totally as an amendment, following up year after year. A lot of times it's just good to put your, your top dressing on top and then the nutrients just sort of soak through. And then as you work throughout the year, you just sort of slowly work it in throughout the season. So um, right. that's a very, very good point. Um, that, I've, been, uh, I've been digging in the garden for the last 10 years and I have awesome. you know, pretty good crops like the kale and the lettuces and the radishes and carrots. I tried um, squash last year, but it just takes up too much room of the garden. Yeah, I'd rather, it, they do. They do. All summer, and and if you get any kind of frost, they just they just don't take it well at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, we so, got we got eight nice squash last year, but uh, it's it's just too much. So awesome. okay, that's what I wanted to know. So, but yeah, I'm, that big yellow bag is great stuff. Um, if you have, I know we have it in bulk as well, uh, but. It, it, it's a great. This they have they have a few different kinds. So when you are ordering, just make sure you're getting the right one. So yeah, it's just that uh, we're not young, and so we'd have to schlep it from the front to the back. So I was just wondering if that bag would be too much. Um, maybe we will. I've, I've ordered from you quite a bit, so maybe we'll come down and with, maybe with some of our recycling bins and garbage cans and yeah, we do that too. We just you can you can fill it up that way. Or we can deliver smaller amounts to like a yard or two yards sort of thing and uh, and do that as well. But it's one of the most important things. Start with good soil. And I know he mentions the same thing, Jared. And um, if you get your soil good, typically your results up top will work out for you. So Yeah. Okay. Thanks awesome. so much. Have a thanks, good day. Thanks, Sylvie. You okay, too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm almost time to take a break, but I think I'll just read a couple texts. Good morning, Merle. Do we plant geranium cuttings directly into the soil, or do we have to soak the cutting in water until it grows roots? Heard people doing it both ways. Thanks, Marty. Absolutely. 
you, you can do it both ways. I always prefer to put it right into the soil. I find they don't stretch on you and you get nicer roots. I typically take my cuttings um, one day, let them sit overnight, and they build a little bit of a callus over top, let, that, let it heal off. And then I peel off the bottom few leaves. I leave one or two sets of leaves on the top, pull off any blooms that it might have. If you have rooting hormone, it definitely helps. Just a number one, a soft tissue rooting hormone. Dip your cutting into the hormone. You can go right into a four-inch pot and uh, water it in really good for the first time. And then just every on those, you can mist a bit just to help get some of the moisture back into the leaves. Um, but honestly, within a couple of weeks, um, you'll have roots coming out like crazy. It'll perk up. And, uh, and away you go. And if also, if you do have a heat mat, it does help with a lot of that stuff if you're trying to do cuttings and things like that. Um, you get the seed tray, and then you stick your pots in there, and you have the little electric heat mat underneath. It does help with a lot of the germinating, so you can give that a try. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll do some more text and a chat with, uh, with Mary as well. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Going to go to the phone line, and we're going to chat with Mary. Good morning, Mary. Hello. Good. Hi there. Hi, Meryl. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you and all your listeners. Thank you so much, and to you as well. How can I help Thank you? Thank you. Um, I've been doing some reading, and I'm wondering if you can explain to me the difference um, about adding inoculants to the soil to increase your yield in peas and beans versus just using a compost. Um, it's it, it, it really, the inoculants are like, they're more like, they're like a bacteria. They're sort of like a mycorrhiza that like a Mike's product, but it, it's yeah. a little bit different. And it just helps with little um, nitrogen mo- mo- nodules sort of thing in the soil. To, it just helps get them going a little bit quicker on some of them. But a lot okay. of the seeds, um, like I know growing up, like my mom never ever used them, and we had more peas and beans than you could shake a stick at. Like, so I, I and they've been harder to get, but we we typically do have them in stock. So people usually soak their seeds in it a bit. You rub them, sort of like a shake and bake. Put a little bit of that over the seed, put it okay. into the soil, and and then away you go. But I find with most of the seeds in that, like it it definitely does help, but it's not totally. Um, 100% necessary. And I was reading something. Um, it's sort of like that uh, uh, rubbing alcohol. Um, it, it, it somewhat works like it. It's because it cleans and and helps get the soil a little bit. So but I, I'm still going to do more reading before I recommend that. So I got to do I got to do a bit more reading on a few of these home remedies because, some, like I said earlier, you can cause sometimes more damage than good. So. And so there is a difference between an inoculant and a compost, adding compost. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a bacteria. Okay. Yeah, and, so and it's, bacteria, it's pulled out. Sorry? How does a bacteria increase the yield on your peas and beans? So what it does, it, it adds more um, nitrogen that's in the soil. It sort of brings your soil to life. So it helps the tissue culture, helps your soil grow or your roots grow more in the soil. Okay. If that makes sense. It's sort of like, even like with the Rage Plus and that product that Jen was talking about earlier, 
um, things like that, they they add life to your soil because our soil, a lot of it is pretty. Um, there's nothing in it, right? Like out in the garden, like we have our black and lots of clay. So there's not a lot. We, we don't live near the ocean where we get lots of those live organisms and things in there, unless you're composting all the time. Okay. So, yeah. So it it's something you're really just bringing your, your, your soil to life. So, and, and so you do adding things. Yeah, we typically do. I know we it hasn't come in yet. We're just waiting for it to show up. Uh, but typically we have it. it comes in a little sort of a silver or gray bag. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, hopefully soon. So Okay. Perfect. And you can give that a try. But like I said, if you if you don't find any, I wouldn't worry about it because they're, they're, your plants will still grow. Like I said, I know my mom used to grow hundreds and hundreds of peas and beans, and we always had tons. Start out with a good quality if you're if you're feeding your soil and you start with the good quality seeds, for the most part, you're fine. Okay, I appreciate All right. that and have a great day. Thanks, Mary. You as well. Bye now. Okay, and I'm just going to take Barbara, and uh, when I get back, uh, we'll take a break and then we'll chat with Mark. But right now, I'm just going to speak to Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Happy Love Day. Happy Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Thanks. How can I help you? Okay. Um, this is not to do with starting seeds. Uh, I know you talked already about the soil. My question is, can I use those core bricks, you know, the, the coconut fiber brick things? Yep. yep. That, can I use that for starting seeds? Um, you, you can, actually, because when you're starting a seed, really – it's not really feeding on anything. It's looking for something just to hold moisture. Like you can start a seed in a paper towel. Yeah. You can start. So a hundred percent you can, um, but uh, it's nice. It depends. Sometimes it's really fibrous too. So sometimes it's a little harder to work with, you know, like it depends what size of seeds and stuff you're working with. Yeah. So yeah. that's where a nice potting soil is just nice. Cause when you're able to prick them out, of there after they germinate, you sort of you lift the up right underneath the plant and you kind of break the roots part and kind of separate them. Well, okay. some of the cocoa core depends on which ones you're using. Some of them they're really fibrous and really big, so it's a little bit harder to do that. Okay. Well, over the years, I have just been using those little <clears throat> jiffy things. Yep. You know, jiffy that sevens. You yep. Uh, I have found in the last year or so they're not working as well as what they did before. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. My thumb's gone a little brown. I don't know. But, I mean, I start most of my vegetables and, you know, the main ones in those little pellets. And for some reason, it's just not working that good last year. Okay. Um, and I do. you do have to watch with some of those. I agree. Sometimes they're really tight-packed. Yeah, like they they feel like they're so once you once you expand it with water, what I'd almost do before you put the seed in there is roll it around in your fingers a little bit, <laughs> just to add some air into it. You know, you know what I've been doing that. Okay, I have, and it, you know, just loosening it up. But I don't know if it's my seeds. I I I don't know. But a person kind of gets frustrated after a while, and that's why I wondered if I can use those. Uh, core bricks. Yeah, you you could definitely use the core brick, but like I said, 
just break it up real fine first yeah. before you put it in your pot. So you just may have to rub it in your like into a pot. Just break yeah. it up really well yeah. and make sure it's nice and fine and use the finer stuff for your seeds and give that a okay. try. But again, you could just use like even like I always just use our like even this our spruce it up all purpose mix. Mm-hmm. It works great for seeds. And you get the big bag and you just put in. And then even after you seed it, you can use all the leftover soil. Just put that into your pots because you haven't used all the nutrients out of it anyways. Yeah, right. And you're, and you're good to go. So. All right. But thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, try the cocoa core and you should be fine. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, we'll chat with Mark from Prune It Up and uh, – We'll talk about some trees. I've noticed a few things that I want to chat with them about. So we'll uh, we'll do that right after the break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7625. But right now, we're going to go to Mark, and he's calling in from Prune It Up. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Merle. How's it going? Good, good. Happy Valentine's Day there, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Hey, no worries. You're looking after your family today or what? Yeah, yeah. We got a nice day planned. We're going to do a nice meal, and we got... A little treat for the boys here after this phone call, so they're uh, they're definitely excited. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and they know they got to split half with dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Unwritten can't rules go without sharing with dad. <laughs> Unwritten rules in life. <laughs> um, so I've been noticing, and this is the time of year, like for pruning. Um, a lot of black down has been cleared out of the city, but there's still a lot. And this is the time of year to have a look for that as well. I just noticed walking around my neighborhood, there's, I'm down in Cranston and there's lots of, uh, lots of Schubert's. So really just started noticing some of the black knot at this time of year on those clear days, you look up and you can see that thing looks like a big burnt marshmallow on the end of your branches. So. Yeah, it's it's this time of year super easy to uh to notice it with the leaves all being off. So again, just go and and get out and do that that visual inspection and you know, if you're being proactive and and getting it cut out, just take a look at your neighbors as well because if you can get everybody kind of on the same page to address it, uh you'll have a better opportunity of uh of getting it out of your area. So just be aware of it and let your neighbors know as well. Yeah, because it's uh, it's quite um, it spreads quite easily in the spring, doesn't it? So when those when the bacteria comes to life, it kind of it spreads from birds flying from if they land on your tree and then go land on another tree, or it's an mm-hmm. airborne spore. So yeah, yeah, and awesome. so yeah, just just be aware of it. Uh, just just look around your neighborhood and, and trying to address it while you can with these leaves off it because, like I said, it's really noticeable. Okay, and. Um, one of the other arborists in town texted me last week and mentioned about the elm um, trees. Yes, so so yeah, what? we got the, we're in the pruning window right now. The tree's dormant, um, so now is the the time to do it. We have till April first. So yeah, just uh, like we've been doing a lot of it here this winter. Uh, some real nice big ones in Mount Royal area. But yeah, it's it's the, this is your window to do it. Uh, the tree's dormant, so uh, 
so when do you have to have it done by though? Because there's there's a law too. You can't. You're not allowed to prune after March or after February. So April first is the cutoff. Okay. So from from October first to April first is the window. Um, and the and the reason for that is when you cut it, uh, when the tree's not dormant, it releases a pheromone which attracts the the bark beetle, and oh, okay. that causes uh, the fungal disease, the Dutch elm disease. So. They they do have reasons why they they place these pruning bans, so uh, you know hopefully everyone will follow these rules. And, and so that being it said, it's it's the open wound that would let the bug and the beetle a lot easier, correct? Yeah, and get and get in behind the bark. Oh, okay, and yeah. we we're pretty lucky. Is it's are we still? pretty much Dutch elm free in Alberta or I, I think I read that they had their first case uh, in Lethbridge uh, and this was maybe about six months ago so um, it is moving this way um, you know we just have to be really proactive and, and, and stick to these pruning windows and you know don't transport wood uh, to different areas or bring it in from other provinces because that's what uh, things will just keep spreading and get worse. Okay. And so if you want to, so you're looking at doing pruning and what else should people be looking at right now at this time of year? So we had quite a few calls this week about frost cracks. Um, okay. Because of the, because of the cold. Um, they, they, a lot of the poplars and, and the green ash, you'll get the frost cracks, uh, especially with the poplars because they're a fast growing tree. Okay. So a, a lot of the the cracks, uh, you know, when it's warmer out, they'll be closed, and then it gets like minus thirty, like we've been having, and then we'll just expand. Okay. Uh, don't don't panic. Don't don't have the tree removed. Just wait till the warmer temperatures come in. Just you know, kind of monitor it, and and we can see about maybe doing some bolting or some some uh, uh, reducing of the weight or height reduction, just uh, just to take the stress off. Okay. Hey, Mark, uh, let's let's. I gotta take a quick break for the news, and then we'll we'll just finish up with a couple of things after that. Sure. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. A mix of sun and cloud, minus 27 in downtown Calgary, minus 39 with the wind chill. An extreme cold warning is still in effect. Good morning from Global News. It is 10 o'clock. I'm Ted Henley. Still no reports of any damage this morning after an earthquake rumbled through the Banff region last night. The quake measuring 4.4 on the Richter scale. As Global's Jamie Dahl reports, people say they definitely felt the ground move. We are getting reports from people that it was a significant boom. Some people thought that it sounded like an explosion or like a train derailed. One woman described it to us. She thought maybe her bathtub fell through the floor and, and hit her car. The quake happening at around 6.30 Saturday evening. The U.S. Geological Survey says the earthquake was centered about five kilometers north of Banff. Employees of two Calgary pharmacies are likely still shaken up today after being robbed Saturday in broad daylight. The first had two men getting away in a vehicle after robbing the Whitehorn Pharmacy. Then two men robbed the MCI doctor's office in the Beltline. Police say sus- no suspects are in custody. Alberta recording 15 new COVID-19 deaths over the last 24 hours. Those deaths 
deaths, bringing the province's total now to 1,175. 552 of those deaths in the Calgary zone. In comparison, 918 people have died in Edmonton. People on the West Coast are bracing for more possible chaos today because of a second blast of winter. Environment Canada warning people on Vancouver Island and in Metro Vancouver of more snow. Nine centimeters fell yesterday in Vancouver. As Global's Kasia Badurka explains, Vancouver Island could also get more today. Essentially, we continue to pick up heavy amounts of snow, an additional 5 to 10 centimeters possible for uh, the greater Victoria region. All right, that's not a lot for us, but it's a big deal for people living on the West Coast because they are not used to snow. Yesterday, roads had to be shut down with police warning people to stay home. Today's Valentine's Day, and this is the end of the first full week of Alberta restaurants being open for dine-in service. People running restaurants are following new COVID rules, of course. Monkey Breakfast Club in bistro owner Francis Catalo says his place is a little more cozy right now because of plexiglass shields in place. All in all, though, he says he's glad to be back. Uh, it's been actually pretty awesome. Uh, just the fact that a lot of our customers who've been waiting patiently for us to reopen, they've been calling us with excitement, messaging us on Instagram and stuff, being ready to, just wanting to come back and have their monkey favorites. Mandatory contact tracing is also a new element of COVID regulations. Taking a look at sports, all seven Canadians are now out of singles play at the Australian Open. The latest players to fall are Felix Auger, Ali Asim, and Milos Raonic. In hockey, not a good showing for the Flames last night, managing a measly 19 shots in a 3-1 loss to Vancouver. The Flames play the Canucks again on Monday. Global News Sky Tracker weather extreme cold warning still in effect right now. Mainly clear today for Valentine's Day. High of minus 21. Clear overnight tonight with a low of minus 25. Family Day Monday. Lots of sunshine. High should be about minus 20. Things change on Tuesday as we head back to work. Mix of sun and cloud with a balmy high of minus 9. And on Wednesday, the high is going to be about minus 3. Thursday, we could get to plus 1. Minus 27 right now at 10 104 minus 37 with the wind chill breaking news when it happens our next scheduled news coming up at 10:30 I'm Ted Henley Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. If you'd like to join me, you can call in at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. But right now we're going to go back to Mark, and he's just explaining what's going on with some of these frost cracks when we get this polar vortex. Uh, welcome back, Mark. Thanks, Ralph. Um, so um, when your tree gets that, um, sorry, and we just got right at the end of the of the break there. We were just going to, and you were talking about just so you should just wait till spring. You were about to say, uh, just wait till warm up because you can actually see that that crack uh, close up. So just don't want to jump the gun and take out a tree um, that that looks like it's compromised, but it's actually quite strong. So if you're unsure uh, you can give us a call i'd be happy to come take a look uh do an assessment on it because uh, there are things that we can do for we can do some bolting or uh, with with so bolting so so when you say bolting so you what you do you put a bolt right through the tree or yeah we we would drill through and uh it would just do some some support to the tree uh but in in most cases you don't even need it because the tree will seal up and you won't even see that that crack was there. They're, they just because of the expansion, uh, you won't really even see it after. 
Okay. And what about, would you, would you ever fill them like with a caulking or something like that just to seal it no, up or no, no, definitely not. Don't, need to. don't just leave it. You want it to, uh, to open and close on its own. That's, that's what it was meant to do. So just, uh, just leave it be. It sounds like Banff had a frost crack last night. Yeah. yeah I just heard that on the news. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, uh, wonder- there's something else that's pretty cool that's going on, Merle. Uh, Chris from Prune It Up, uh, he's actually going to be doing a pruning course uh, coming up here in March uh, with the Calgary Hort Society. So we're pretty uh, pretty excited for him to uh, oh, nice. to be doing that. And uh, yeah, people can get signed up for it and uh, learn some stuff about some basic pruning and things to look for, uh, you know, on your smaller trees and shrubs in your own yard. Absolutely. No, it's always good to learn. And a lot of those little ones, it's it's good to know what to do because once you've cut them off, you can't glue them back on. So yeah, I always say, and, it, and it's so easy because you can get in the middle of a tree and you're looking up and you're just cutting away and you feel good about what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you get out and you stand back. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the, then they call you easy to get carried away. That's well, then they call Mark and say, what can I do now to fix this? My, my significant <laughs> others quite mad at me that I ruined our tree. So <laughs> can you make this uh, pretty for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your day and stay warm. And uh, I know the Prune It Up crew is looking forward to get back out there next week. Uh, I know yeah, they, they were, definitely are. They definitely shut are. it down last week when it was so cold. So, um, so, but good luck. Have a good week, and we'll chat yeah, with thanks. you soon. Can I can I just say uh, happy Valentine's Day to my beautiful wife and my boys? And uh, absolutely enjoy some time with them. So, uh, you have a good day as well, Merle. All right, thanks. Happy thanks. Happy Valentine's Day. See you guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, and where are we at for time? I'm okay. Actually, I was going to pull Dan on, but I'll just do that myself. Let's go to Tiffany. Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? I just have a question. It's kind of a weird time of year, I guess, for this question, but I uh, had a question about a raspberry bush that I have growing in okay. between my fence, uh, the neighbor side and our side um, and it's quite unruly so we were curious if we should cut it down now or if we should wait until the spring um, if we cut it down or if we were to cut it or or put it back now would it still bud uh, in the spring or should we just leave it alone because we do want so, to keep it so typically what you do with your raspberry bush so when you go out there and you'll look when you look on the inside you'll you'll see there there'll, there'll be two different colored branches Okay. One will look older, like sort of more of a gray, and one's brown. Mm-hmm. So cut out all the gray. So oh, that's okay. like two-year-old cane. So you just prune all those out, and then that will put a lot more energy into all the all the newer growth. Oh, and then okay. that way you'll ensure that you'll get lots of production. Okay. And, and you should do that every spring, like early, early spring before it leaves out. Like even on some of these warmer days, like when the snow melts here, mm-hmm. later February, mid-March. Okay. Go out there and just, and just sort of look for the different color. Make sure you have some good gloves on, as you know, they're mm-hmm. a little thorny out there. So just, and then, yeah. So just prune out all the old wood, like this two-year-old okay. wood. And okay. and you just, and that's where you just look at the different color, and then you'll be able to tell. Okay, sounds good. Oh, I guess I had one other quick question since I have you. Um, sure. Lilac, lilac bushes as well, or yep. uh, should we trim those kind of in the winter, wait till the spring? Uh, same down. thing. Only remove only dead, damage, or disease. Okay. Um, right now, 
Um, what if you take off the tops or anything right now? If you cut them back, you won't get any blooms this year because okay. they set bud right after they're done blooming. But oh, definitely, okay. Okay. if you have dead, damaged, or disease, um, mm -hmm. that can come out anytime. Another one um, with those, if you end up getting lots of dead wood in the middle of them, I do take them right down to the ground. I usually do that like early spring okay. and then it just grows like crazy. You won't get any blooms the first year, but the following year you'll get a bunch of blooms. So Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Tiffany, and thanks for calling. Thank you. Have have a happy Valentine's Day. You as well. Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and where am I at for time? I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Dan. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Merle. How can I help you? I got a question about my spruce trees. I got 15 spruce trees I transplanted from a from a grower. Okay. When they're about 12 feet high, and they go along my acreage, along a fence line, um, and I got constant. I got irrigation to them throughout. But last, I guess midsummer, I noticed one getting. Uh, red needles, and um, I've been treating them every spring or fall with thirty ten ten around okay. the baseline. Yeah. My question is, I with that one, I don't I don't know if it's overwatering that I'm getting, or maybe I burnt it with too much thirty ten ten. Is that possible, or you can? Or do be I have very... a bug disease? Starting? It's probably unlikely. Uh, but when you plant that many, like chances are sometimes. Some just don't make it. Mm -hmm. So is the whole thing sort of gone red? Well, it it has, but it's starting to green up towards the trunk again. Like I, I really been trying to pour the water to it, just yeah, with either flushing the fertilizer out or 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 yeah. I doubt you does. burnt it. It just sometimes if you are getting a little bit of growth on the ends, um, you can see if it'll shed all those old needles and, and then start fresh. But typically on a spruce tree, if they become like over 50, 60% gone, I, mm -hmm. I would almost just, it's, it's just time to go. Is that right? So, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay. So no, no worries. Um, yeah, and, that, and that does happen. And just again, just do the drip system like you're doing, which is great. Make sure they're not planted too deep is the other biggest mm -hmm. thing with some of the spruce. If they get that, I always okay. leave mine mounded up a bit. Like when I put them, I'll leave the basket out of the ground two couple inches. Okay. But you, but you got to be careful on the big ones like that because you planted and making sure they dug them with a big enough root ball. And did mm -hmm. you stake them? Yeah. Uh, okay, good. Oh, staked, good. sorry. Uh, for support, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I didn't actually. Okay. Um, Did you have any blow over or anything or no? No. Okay, good. To be good, it's fairly. The soil is pretty clay there, so it's it's okay. pretty stiff there. Yeah, but okay, it's just sometimes when you get above the ten feet range with some of the spruce, if they're not dug properly or with a with a big enough root ball, um, some they become quite top heavy. And depends if they got a chance to root in before you got a big windstorm or anything. I've just seen them. I've seen them get uh, pulled out of the ground quite easily until they get rooted in. So that's good. You made it past that. But yeah. I would just keep an eye on it. And if it's over half like that, honestly, Dan, I, I think I would just um, take my losses and just okay. call your guy and get another one put in. Okay. And uh, it's sometimes okay. you'll be you'll be battling it for years. So mm -hmm. 
Okay. So. Good to know. Well, All righty. Well, but it sounds like you're doing everything else right, so just keep on it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm just going to do a few more texts here. Uh, what is this? Oh, and this is just uh, today would have been my mom's, and this is uh, a text from one of our callers. Um, today would have been my mom's 69th birthday. She died in September 2010. I did wish her a happy birthday. She was on top of my dresser. Guess Valentine's Day is different for all of us, Steve. Well, hey, happy Valentine's Day to Steve's mom and happy birthday. And if you want to say happy Valentine's Day, buddy, don't hesitate to give me a shout. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I also got another text here. Hello, can you please tell me the location of Diana, the sweet pea lady you have on your program? Yeah, Diana is down, and her greenhouse is called Bailey Hill, and it's down in the Pincher Creek area. So if you uh, heading down south, by all means, have a have a stop in and have a visit with her, and uh, and she's. I think she said last week when we chatted with her, she was starting up her her uh, sweet pea crop. So you can probably see what she's got going in the greenhouse. And I got one more. Good morning, Merle. I'm losing my battle with the fungus gnats in our house plants, and my wife isn't happy. I give them a good soak approximately every 18 days. Move the surface soil around with a fork, and applied pure spray green the last two weeks in a row. I am mixing 15 mils to 75. Should I adjust? I think you're doing it right. But I, again, I would just really sl- like this slow down on the water even that much. Every 18 days, just make sure it's really dry before you water again. And we do have a product, actually, the mosquito dunks. And you, and you sort of make like a tea to water them in. And this will kill the, the eggs and the bacteria. And we have them, we sell them in individual little pucks, these mosquito pucks, or dunks they're called. And we have the directions on what to do in each little pack. So if you if you just want to try that, that would work as well. They're hard, and, and sometimes even the more you spray, like you almost have to let the soil dry out, and you almost need to spray like every four to five days because they are – they 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 it's eggs they lay their eggs and then they hatch and they lay eggs they hatch so so please uh, so go ahead and do that and uh, try that mosquito dunk solution and see if that works for you. One more thing, if you'd like to join me, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. You give me a shout here on Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to take a quick break and. Uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go to the phone line and we're going to chat with Keith. Good morning, Keith. Hi, Merle. I was uh, hoping that I could ask the opinion of your pruner guy, but I'll see what your opinion is. <laughs> I got like 40 spruce trees in my yard, okay. and they're all about 24 feet high. And uh, oh, I've noticed this year, like there's six or seven of them that are dead or brown at the top. Some are down, all brown, like a foot down. There's one that's brown, probably four, four and a half feet down from the top down. I was wondering, is that a crown bore or what? Yeah, did they sort of look like they curled over first? 
Well, I didn't really notice them. There was one did for sure. It was up close by the house or right beside the deck, and the branches are all curly on the end. They. Yeah, so that that's the weevil. It's a spruce weevil. Yeah. So what it is, it's a bug. looks like a little maggot. It, so early in the spring, they live in the ground, and then they crawl their way up to the top, and yeah. they get into that new growth, and they and they eat the tree from the inside out. Yeah. So what what you need to do is just go down, follow it down as far as it's dead, and cut yeah. it off a couple, two or three inches below until you stop seeing little holes. You'll see the little oh. bore holes in there. Yeah, and so just, just yeah, you, that's the only way you can treat that. Like it's, and there is some some systemic stuff we can do for it after. So yeah. if you if you want to give us a shout, we can we can come out and yeah, look at that. I'm I'm down at Coaldale, and I don't know. Yeah, so if you're if you're on a farm, you can even go talk to your UFA guys or anything too. Oh yeah, and see yeah. what. Uh, and see what they can give you there. Because if you're on a farm, you're able to get some of the good stuff that typically you can't get on a retail market unless well, you're yeah. dealing with an applicator. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, then normally just it's a matter of cutting all that dead stuff out. It is. And the, the yeah. longer you leave it, the worse it gets because yeah. then it just opens it up and it just slowly dies from the top down. Yeah. And so... Especially on the real blue spruce, they seem to love those even a little bit more. Like they, well, so. hopefully I can get a, uh, a tree guy over here. I've been trying to get somebody to come and prune here for since January, but hopefully one of these. Yeah, a lot of the guys all- shut it down for the winter. Unfortunately, um, I know we just had too much. Our crews love to keep working. This past week is the only time we've shut down just because it was a little bit too cold. But for the most yeah. part. Um, if we were a little closer, we would come down and look after your trees for you, but uh, it's a it little does. bit too far. I'll, I'll find out. Like, I'll see if there's anybody down that area, and I'll I'll try and mention them on the show. Or if there if are, someone's if someone's down weevils. there, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I was just wondering, do those weevils or whatever they are travel much with birds? You know, like I've never had. I don't think so. Oh, uh, because I've never had any issues at all with that kind of thing happening around here. And then about the last two years, I've had an influx of magpies. So the last two winters now, we've had probably uh, 20 magpies at least in the yard. And they nest in one of the trees down here. And then all of a sudden, you know, within a couple of years, you start having dead tops on all of the spruce trees. It it could be, but I know there's a lot of tree nurseries down that way too. So, um, Um, so you're going to get a lot of trees, a lot of things going on. And yeah. uh, so, again, there's a really good guy who has that Coldell Nursery. You can even go chat with those guys. They might be yeah, able to yeah. give you some advice. So, Sure. All righty. Okay, Merle. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And got one more text. Good morning. I got rid of my fungus gnats. Oh, yeah, this, I forgot about this one. I got rid of my fungus gnats by putting one inch of sand on top of the soil. I have 21 plants, and the pests are gone. Yeah, you can just smother them with sand. I, I have heard that works good. Um, the only thing is it makes it harder to tell when your, your soil is dry. So then you just got to make sure you either have a, a meter or just lift in the pot and sort of keep track but it will hold in some of the moisture so you'll water even less so that is another good suggestion so thank you for that one 
Um, really appreciate it. That's that's a good one. And where are we at for time? I got enough time to do one more. Let's go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, I'm planning on planting a couple more Saskatoon bushes. Okay. And I wonder if uh, you had any varieties that you would recommend. Um, typically, we we have quite a few varieties of of the Saskatoons, like the Aurora, and and that's really good ones. Um, most of the ones we bring in are are hardy for our area, and the well, the main thing is I like to plant them in clusters of at least five. And okay, because it just I, I just find it. They that way they can cross pollinate. They you'll get more fruit if they grow in little groups, um, rather than just trying to plant one at a time. So if you're wanting to add one more, uh, I think that's a great way of doing it. So yeah, Autumn I have brilliant. two already. So uh, yeah, I I just thought I'd plant another couple. Yeah, um, the smoky is a is a good one. The thesin is typically a good one as well. Um, Autumn Brilliance, I find, doesn't do as well. I know that's one that's listed here. I find it dies back quite a bit. Okay. Um, but I know we, we have a lot um, coming in this spring, so um, looking forward to lots of berries. The fruit the fruit segment of our business has taken off like crazy, so um, we will have a great selection of fruit this year. So. Oh, good. Have you tried oh, well, any of the you... Haskup berries? Or... The which? Haskup. No. I call them like the Alberta blueberry. So they get a little bit bigger. They, they're the same color as the Saskatoon, but they're a little bit longer. Like they're like an elongated blueberry. And okay. they're actually from Siberia. So they produce a lot of fruit and they're actually really, really quite good. And they're very hardy for our area. So um, you can try those too. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Thanks, Jim. Care. All right. You too. Bye bye. All right. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mainly clear, minus 25 in downtown Calgary, minus 37 with the wind chill and extreme cold warnings still in effect. Good morning from Global News. It is 10.30. I am Ted Henley. People in Banff, Banff excuse me, no doubt still talking this morning about that 3.9 magnitude earthquake last night. So far, no damage has been reported. Over the last 24 hours, the number of COVID hospitalizations continuing to fall province-wide. 359 people are in hospital right now, down from 421 midweek last week. And the search for suspects continues after two Calgary pharm pharmacies were robbed in broad daylight on Saturday. Police do not know if the robberies are connected. Global News Sky Tracker weather. Mix of sun and cloud today. Valentine's Day, of course. High of minus 21. Clear overnight with a low of minus 25. Family day sunshine with a high of minus 20. Breaking news as it happens. Our next scheduled news coming up at 11 o'clock today. I'm Ted Henley. Lester Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Curry's full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Greg. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Merle. How can How I help you? you, sir? I'm good. Well, I wanted to say uh, happy Valentine's Day to you and Caroline. Oh, thanks, Greg. How you doing? 
all of our friends and listeners out there, too. Awesome. What's so my going on today? Is, well, I got some large spruce trees. Yeah. And I want to put some, is it calcium chloride that I put in them to turn some of them slightly blue? No, it's aluminum sulfate. Aluminum sulfate, that's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. You, and you, you can you can just it comes in a more of a powdered form and right. and then you can add that and that'll really help get it nice and blue. Yeah, and do, do you sell it down at the spruce of that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we have it in the we have it in a kind of a big bucket. So Fantastic. Definitely. So your, your thoughts on that product, it's safe to use? And I don't oh, yeah, to... totally. Just make sure you water your spruce trees in really well first, Greg, and then just mix that with water, water it in the root zone, and uh, it'll definitely help out. But if you're also using the, the regular fertilizer, like the 301010, that has some of that in it as well. It has some trace elements, so it it helps sustain it. Um, it's just when you when the tree starts fading, you'll give it that extra boost. But if you have it on the regular feeding program with the thirty ten ten, that's usually enough. Yeah, you know, I've used it for years in the past, and I mostly use it for large trees because you know yeah. you don't want to chop out a large tree and replace it with a little one, right? Nope. I've I've got like six huge ones at twenty to thirty feet in my backyard, and a couple of them I want them to be blue instead of green. Oh, uh, in that you can't do. It'll just turn it more green. You won't be able to change them to blue. So those are just a green spruce rather than a blue spruce. But doesn't so. the tips come out? The new growth comes out in a little bit blue. A little bit, but more of a, a green, like a light blue, and then they just go to green. It, it's really hard to change it. It's just a. It's a different variety. Yeah. Yeah. So, but well, we, well, we can sell you some blue spruce, Greg. <laughs> and I'd love to have them. It's just I got these huge trees, and I hate to chop anything living. You know how it is as nope. a gardener, right? Absolutely. What we can do too, Greg, is even add some um, globe spruce. Like we have the blue globe, like blue spruce, and they're in globe form, so you can get some of that color where they're not going to be real big. So if you want to add a bit more of that blue, you can do that in a little bit smaller in the in the round in the globe form. Sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. There you go. Okay. All right. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys, too. Take care. Have a great day. You too, bud. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And right now where I'm at for time, I'm going to go to Janet Melrose. She's going to join us. She is the cottage gardener. Good morning, Janet. Hello there. How are you, Merle? I'm doing good. Keeping warm on this uh, little cool Valentine's Day, so it's it's good. No wonder. So what, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> so, how did your first couple online things go? Very, very well. We've had uh, with the Grow Project fantastic response from everybody uh, with sellout crowds, and uh, just really enjoyed uh, chatting with all of our our gardeners there for the Grow Project. So, we've had myself doing the garden therapy one, and then last. Thursday was Jeremy with uh, Edible Gardening Design, so that was excellent. And then the next one coming up with Mike Dorian on March 4th, so that's going super well. And that's going to be the soil one, I'm assuming. That's right, yes, of course. With Mike, it always starts yeah, yeah. It starts in yeah. the ground, so perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's Mike, it's soil, you betcha. But actually what I thought I'd uh, talk to you about today is a couple of other um, groups that I work with, uh, Community Garden Networks, uh, where we put on workshops as well at very affordable prices because we want it to be accessible to all. And we're just really getting going with launching our first talks with those particular garden groups um, because it's February. It's obviously time to start planning our gardens, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. We're doing lots of planning right now. Actually, I'm kind of excited in the, in our design department. We got uh, mm-hmm. some really neat designs going on right now. So yeah, yeah. love yeah. this now time of year. Yeah, because it's all planning, isn't it? So actually, one group is Embrace Gardening, um, and I've been working with the inner city uh, community gardens for many years now. And we're having an event on Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, planning your edible garden for 21. You know, we're going to build on the success of 20, right? So this this is all targeted to uh, people who, um, new gardeners and old gardeners, wanting to, to get a bit better... Uh, planning for 21. So is this an online thing as well? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now they're all online as far as I'm concerned until we can beat this down a bit more. So you can find tickets just by uh, Googling Embrace Gardening. Um, okay. Yeah, Embrace Gardening Events Calgary will get it to you quite nicely. And okay. uh, right now we've got two. We've just got the one up, but we're going to have more. And then another group is Beyond Kale. This is a group that uh, is in the Northwest, of Northwest Community Gardeners. And uh, it is the Beyond Kale, as in there's lots more. And we've got a... a <laughs> <laughs> is there anything more than kale? Come on. <laughs> oh, come on. And uh, we, have our, uh, we have our first workshop there in March, te- uh, March 10th. But we also have another group, which is geographically south... Um, and that is Garden On, and uh, Garden On is geographically south of Glenmore, and uh, we're having our first event um, on March the 20th in the afternoon, so a Saturday afternoon, just for those okay. people who can't take in. Uh, and where uh, do you find that one? That one is, uh, if you're just Googling Garden On, and then up will pop up some of the uh, some of the um, workshops. We've got five already up for that. Okay, and are you listing these on your Facebook page, like on the Calgary Cartilage Gardener? Yes. Actually, that's one of the easiest things to do is just find me on Facebook, and they're all pop up right there. But, okay, uh, yeah. So if you're looking for, for, for Janet, she's on Calgary Cottage Gardener, correct? With an S. So Calgary's uh, with an S, and then Cottage Gardener. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and then you're, you'll have all all these courses. Let's because you're spreading yourself all over Calgary. You're getting around. Yeah, but you know we're big enough. Who wants to drive from the Harvest Hills to see something in Silverado, right? So we kind of yeah, like no. to, you know. So and that's why that this online anywhere. thing is actually going to it works quite well for some of that, right? You're able to. Oh, it is. It's great. I've actually had folks um, signing on from Edmonton, Point South, like Wilk River. You know, that's the beauty of online that I think we've all found is that there's another audience there that, you know, whether it's moms needing to put kids to bed or somebody living too far out of town, you can go in on an online program. Absolutely. absolutely. You know? All right. Thank you so very much for having me on. You're uh, very welcome and always good to hear from you because you're a wealth Mm -hmm. of knowledge. So you can find Janet again on Calgary's with an S, Cottage Gardener. And uh, that's on our Facebook. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Janet. Thank Take you care. And have a, have a very good Valentine. Take care. You as well. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. And right now, if you want to join me, phone lines are still open 403 974 8255 or 1 800 563 7770. I'm going to take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and uh, a little f- uh, Valentine's Day shout out from Emily to her dad, Don Morrison. Happy Valentine's Day from from Emily and all of us here on Let's Talk Gardening. We hear you like to listen to us once in a while. So uh, all the best to you guys and uh, and uh, hopefully you have a great day. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line and we're going to chat with Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Merle. How are Cold you today? One, isn't it? It is a little bit chilly. It is a little bit chilly. It was uh, cold yesterday. Went out for a walk with my wife and the dog, and uh, there was no one else outside. We're wondering why. Then you feel like your face freezes about ten minutes into the walk, and then you realize why no one else is out there. <laughs> yeah, I noticed there's a little more breeze this morning. I can see it waving the uh, branches here in front of the window. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm noticing that too. I'm, our neighbors have some big Carl Foresters um, going in the wind and they're blowing around like crazy right now. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so how can I help you? Well, before I get to my discussion, that fellow who was uh, having trouble with his spruce trees and thought it was because of birds, he yeah. needs birds. He needs brown creepers and red and white-breasted nuthatch, and all those little guys with the little needle beaks that reach in behind loose bark and pick out the insect eggs. Absolutely. Then before he was the just... little bugger gets to be a, a borer, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, they, they a lot of times they'll eat them. He was just wondering if they, because you know how sometimes the birds will spread the seed of different things. They'll they'll eat the seeds or the berries and then drop other droppings, and then you'll get seedlings yeah. going. He was just wondering if the if they happen to maybe spread the bug. But, Not likely. Uh, no, I think I think they start out as a fly. I'll have to look a bit more into that. But it, it is kind of weird how all of a sudden you don't have anything, and then you think, where do they come from, right? Yeah, so right. But that's Mother Nature. So. Mm-hmm, it sure is. And we yeah. have to get along with Mother Nature and not fight her. It's very powerful, that uh, mm-hmm. that Mother Nature. <laughs> Indeed. Now, the thing that, you know, for years I never planted geranium seed because I thought, well, it takes so long. Yeah. But um, I got a, a little midget geranium a, a couple of years ago and the little thing just bloomed like crazy and I thought gee that's kind of a neat plant so I'm going to let one one blossom go to seed and and mature okay <clears throat> so I did and I got two little seeds off of one of those uh, little horns and I planted them and one made it and when it had about, oh, five or six leaves, it started to bloom. It's sitting in my porch west window, and it's bloomed all winter. Like, they're marvelous little things. Oh, yeah, no, they, they are. And, and, and I guess that, and that's where people, I guess when you look at a seed geranium, it just it forms a little bit different. Typically, they're not the full double bloom right away. They're typically no. a single bloom, right. and the plant isn't quite as sturdy as one that was taken from a cutting. So. Uh-huh. But it's, it's amazing how the little thing, it just keeps pushing out blooms from the time it was wee. Now, it, it's... Yeah, twice its height now because it's so, everything it blooms. How tall it's is it? Fantastic. Yeah, how tall is it? Oh, it's about 
or seven inches now. Okay. And see, so and what I would recommend, because they will just keep going straight up, you can just pinch them off too. Yeah, you can pinch um, a, a half inch off the top, off the new growth, yeah, and it won't I'm, take long. It'll spread out like crazy. So I've been threatening him. If he keeps getting taller, he's going to get nipped. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you you'll have to, and I I would recommend you just do it because otherwise they'll get a little bit leggy on you. Yeah. And so if you if you pinch it off, and uh, and then it'll thicken up nicely for you. Yeah, its parent uh, had to be pinched back, and actually I've still got it, and it's just really I've kept it pinched, and it's getting full of buds now too. They love yeah. that west window. Absolutely. And now the days are getting longer. You're going to see a lot of that. So that's what I was recommending to people. If you have existing geraniums and some stock ones, you cut them back a bit if you haven't done it already. And mm -hmm. within two or three weeks from now, you'll get all kinds of new growth. And then that's where I take my cuttings from. You sort oh, of take an inch off growth. the top. Yeah, because it's just it's nice and soft, and it it just will produce roots a lot easier than from old wood. Uh -huh. And then it then that'll also help thicken up your other plants as well. So Right. Well, All right. Uh, yeah, I'm always telling my sister about our gardening guru on the radio, and she keeps saying, oh, I wish I could get him. And the lady on your switchboard told me how to uh, get Yeah, you, you can on listen the, online or, yeah. yeah, there's a radio player app if you have a phone like that or just off a computer you can listen to. And uh, there's also podcast. If you if you want to listen to past shows, you can just subscribe to the podcast, and you can listen whenever you want. Yeah, I'm going to tell her about it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank All right. You. Well, have a great Valentine's Day, Jean. Thank you very much, and you and your right. family too. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, we had a bit of time. We'll take a couple of calls, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I've got a couple texts I'm going to read through really quick. And then we have Ellie on the line. It says, hi, I have two plum trees, at least 10 years old, have not produced fruit other than less than a handful between the two. I have a pimbina plum and, and a sand cherry, and that's to cross-pollinate. Um, and she's mentioned that she has some um, uh, mason bees and the other plum trees are the brickle. The hard thing is with, with plums, and some of these push-in-the-zone fruit trees is that sometimes they tend to bloom earlier in the season. And if we get our cool nights, what it does, it freezes those off and they're not able. So what you want to do is you want to ensure that you try to keep them as dormant as, as long as possible. So like with mulch, pile in the snow around the root system and, and just keep them um, – cooler so they just you, like i said slow them down first thing in the spring you don't want to get them going too early like leave some mulch around the roots things like that and then that will ensure that they hopefully will bloom a little bit later in the spring and they'll avoid that late frost but that's typically why on some of the, the real tender fruit or the ones that we're pushing the zone on you don't see it as uh 
full as something like some of the apples or some of the cherry trees and things that we grow here. But right now I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Ellie. Good morning, Ellie. Hi, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing really good. I'm How are you? I'm from Saskatchewan. We're very cold. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're very cold too. Here it was minus twenty seven, twenty eight overnight, and actually it's still it's minus twenty five right now, so it's still quite cold. We had minus fifty two with a wind chill this week. Ay ay ay. Yeah, but anyways. <laughs> Happy Valentine's to everybody. And Thank you. first of all, I wanted to know uh, I miss Mary on the phone. Yeah, she's. Uh, Hi, River? Yeah. Yeah, she's just taking a break for a bit. So, but how okay. can I help you there, Ellie? Huh? Yes. How can uh, I help you? I need to know what can I get for my orchids for the winter um, fertilizer. So what whereabouts are you in uh, in Saskatchewan? Kindersley. Okay. Um, so if you go to most any of your garden centers, and if you get like a, you want something with a higher middle number, like a fifteen thirty fifteen something like that, or even the Schultz Orchid Food is a good one. You can get that. Uh -huh. So you want something that's for blooming, like something with a higher middle number, and then that will definitely help out. And, and ensure that... that uh, I guess they're just slow right now, but I got them on a, on a morning window, which is very good. And my plants, I cannot kill plants. They're doing very well. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so they can take a bit more light as well. Like the east is good, but they do prefer a little bit more sun. So if you could give it a west or a south, it would do mm -hmm. a, probably a little bit better as well. I only have a west window and an east window. Yeah, so try the west. Um, I know it'll love it there. Uh, one of our other listeners, Stan, he, I've seen a bunch of his, and they look phenomenal. He has them in the west window. They just love it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And All right. uh, the guy that phoned about the spruce trees, yeah. uh, I would like to help him. My brother always sprays his spruce trees. He's on a farm. Yeah. And I can give him his number if you like. I can take it off air. Um, and what, in, in Calgary? No, in Saskatchewan. He's 50 kilometers from Kindersley. Yeah. Um, and he has I'll, hundreds I'll... of spruce trees. Okay, so just when I when I get you off, I'll put you on hold, and Emily will take your number, and then we'll uh, if if he wants to get it, he can call in and, and get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Thank Ellie. You have a great much. day. You have a good Thank day. You too. Stay Thank warm. you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. All right. And I got a couple more texts here. I got one more help, please, from Mavis. This plant, I don't know what it is. Died off quickly. Took it outside on a cold day recently. E. What can I do to bring it back? So what that is, it's a dragon tree. It's a Dracaena marginetta. So the part that's died off, I would just, you have those three branches. I would just cut it off. So what this is is a big stock plant. So if you cut it off right above one of those lines or those nodes on that dead-looking stock, it will probably send out three branches like it did before that died off on the top of that one, and it'll send out new growth. So just... Just cut that right in half almost, the one that looks half dead. Just cut it right in half, and you'll you'll see new growth that will pop up out of that one and uh, give that a try. But right now, it is the end of our show again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. Stay warm, 
and we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.